and welcome to another week of Let Me Sip. You're joined here by Yuzi, Desiree Henry, Eldred, Sean. Did anyone watch the versus battle yesterday with um, Ashanti and uh, Keisha Cole? No, I did. I didn't even know it's on. It was on. I guess for us, it was probably like at two two a.m. at the time. But okay, if there was to be another versus battle, like who would you guys want to see? It could be an artist dead or alive. Who, yeah, which two do you think will be a good or put on a good show? Okay, who would be a good match for Michael Jackson? I was just thinking of Michael, but I was just thinking, <laughs> like, there's no Prince. contender. Prince? Uh, Prince, I think, yeah, that's the closest, I think. Even though he's not even close on the kind of, like, worldwide stage, but, mm. yeah, he's close, I think, just with respecting the... And the similar genres as well, so... True. Are you guys, like, big Prince fans? Because I'm not going to lie, I didn't really know about him until the last couple of years. It was... No, it was... I've known of him, but, yeah, I can't say that I'm a big, big fan. Like, Mm. I I, I think I'm more a fan of his place in in history and in the scene Mm. than necessarily a fan of his music that, yeah... Of course, everyone knows like certain songs, "Purple Rain" and all that. Yeah, but, um, yeah. 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 Like, Is that him? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, even I knew that. Um, but, um, yeah, I think yeah, everyone kind of. Well, it's like I think Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix, sorry. Even if you don't really listen to his music, it's a lot of like electric guitar. Yeah, I think where he came onto the scene, into a scene that appeared to be dominated by like white rockers and stuff but mm. was doing things that no one could do regardless of race even other black people like he was just musically doing thing, talented that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and i think regardless of the scene even if it was like many many years ago you just got to look at it and be like all right cool this guy changed changed music like 100 mm. percent. no fair enough fair enough but yeah like it's who would who would you who would you do a versus with? <laughs> oh, that's a hard one man would be a good matchup for like um Whitney Houston because I feel like she is just such a beautiful singer. There are let me uh Mariah Carey. I did kind of her but then I think because her voice um I don't know did she have an operation on her voice box or something? Who who um Mariah Mariah Carey so I don't know but something happened to her voice (laughs) like they said it's never been the same. But yeah, no, that's a good matchup actually because they yeah. have that song. What's it? When you believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? Did you guys watch? Is it Prince of Egypt? Yeah, it's or from yeah. it's from that. Yeah. yeah. You know, versus is not them actually singing it. No. It's, yeah. No. No. It's obviously. I'm just saying, as in, I mean, the quality of the voice right? in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like now, basically, she dancing to her voice or something. Yeah, like um, yeah, because in terms of like, it's comparison, right? No, but it's like off the previous songs. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. So they don't need to sing or nothing. They just have to play the just previous song. Yeah. There's twenty songs each. Oh, mm. Mm. I actually came across one the other day. Um, Usher and Chris Brown. Uh, <laughs> that one, yeah. Remember when we were going to um, Cambridge? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was we- like <laughs> a throwback for the ages. That was actually really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Usher and Chris Brown. Oh. Sorry, we're still talking about music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Um, Clubhouse the other day, there was, um, I don't really know too much about it, but I'll tell you what I know. About, like, you know, have you heard of that Ashley Louise girl? Mm-hmm. Who got cancelled. Who? Who's that? Wait, is she the moderator on? Oh, that, okay. Yeah. Okay, and what, what conversation <coughs> was this? Um, she basically, like, she's like, um, Wait, are you lot on Clubhouse at all? No, um, no, I've got my I got my invite pending, in, but wait. Am I on Clubhouse? But I mean, as in, do you use it? Not all the time, not anymore. Do you like? Do any of you lot use it at all? 
more than like once in a blue moon. I don't no, even have it downloaded. Account, no, no, obviously. Because yeah. I have to like basically explain the whole thing. So basically, like, Ashley Louise is, uh, I guess, Clubhouse moderator, famous Clubhouse moderator, I guess. Okay. Basically, got bare followers or whatever. She built her, she's built herself up. And um, a lot of chats and clubhouses to do with, you know, social issues and whatever. whatever. But a lot of female, let's uh, say moderators with a lot of followers tend to do all these female group chats where it's either talking about past experiences with men, negative experiences with men. Mm. So a lot of negative shit. So <laughs> actually, Louise always, you know, she she done up previous chats with, um, where she talks about like, have any horror stories or whatever with let's say makeup artists or hairstylists mm-hmm. and all that type of shit yeah. mm-hmm. so she's been doing that for like a couple of weeks and then recently she's done one with um makeup artists Ooh. and then mm-hmm. i think in like broke like clubhouse records or something like <laughs> that yeah. i think it was like 20k plus people were wow. listening. so all, like all the rooms were full talking about this whatever whatever people telling the horror stories and then it went left because they started talking about it's our naming names Oh, and sugar. And um, the same names kept on coming up. <gasps> oh, I mean, shit. so it was very, like, one-sided. Do you know what I'm saying? And when people were telling the stories, um, she would, like, um, only want to hear the juicy bits and uh, the exciting bits. She doesn't really want to hear anything that's positive. Because it obviously, you know, it gains more traction. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh, I think after that whole chat got closed and whatever, that's when the backlash came. Because people were like, well... It needs to be like a balance because mm-hmm. it's people's livelihood you're affecting by someone coming up and just telling a story that could be true, not true, exaggerated, mm. you know what I'm saying, one-sided. So, oh. yeah, um, I can't got, um, I can't got suspended. No. Yeah. What, did they by, report by club, her? I said so. Oh, wow. Oh. How I, did I they people, report her? I think her people or? reported her and then I uh, can't got suspended. I don't know if it's back there now. Mm-hmm. But so the moderator's account got suspended, not the person that they kept bringing up over and over again. Like, I know because she's yeah. trying to bring them in, isn't it? She's yeah, because like to... it would just be like a an ongoing chat. Okay, and then so the moderator is basically the person who created the chat. Okay, okay, okay. Or they can also like add other moderators. Mm. Yeah. So basically, the debate was like you know, the people who are, who are on both sides who are saying, well, they think what she done was a good thing because you know people have horrific experiences that mm. they want to feel like they can vent and share and whatnot but then again on the other hand you know you're affecting someone's business because you might have had one bad experience but i'm sure there might be many good experiences that you know that same business you know, has, has had as well but mm. so do you think given the platform to really yeah say. do you think like she was effectively bringing or steering the conversation in the direction of effectively trying to name and shame to some extent yeah, they wanted to name a shame for, like, you know when, you know, you know when someone's telling you a story, yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, right, what happened? You want to know the names, and just based off gossip, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's kind of how it, it, it was, but it was just insensitive to the people who were actually being affected. Okay, so I guess the way the conversation was being stared, that would have entered, like, sort of cancel culture of those individuals, and then it, effectively it was turned on its head on the person that kind of brought that about. So they were talking about, like, our, you know, people's mental health being affected and all this, you know, how it, like, you know how it goes when it comes to backlash. So <laughs> it's the whole thing where. All right, then that's wow. That, that brings me to um, I saw Ant- Anthony Joshua actually he asked a question on I think it was Twitter or Insta, one of the two. But I saw it come up um, the other day, and he was basically saying um, on that issue of cancel culture, 
um, it's something that I guess we've all touched in some way before, but would you stop kind of listening or kind of engaging with someone's content um, based on allegations for one and then on the other hand, I guess, proven facts, proven scandals? Um, and it was a wider question. Uh, he asked it very broadly. Um, would that mean you stopped altogether engaging with that person's um, kind of entertainment or product? Or as a rule, should we be able to separate the, the, the person, the individual, from the product that they bring? Because clearly they, they're not trying to market themselves, many people. They're actually just in love with whatever it is they're doing and they've kind of got fame and um, fortune effectively from creating something that genuinely pleases people, entertains people or, or causes some sort of joy. So as a rule going forward, because there, there is no rules right now, it's just like dragging people effectively in a lot of, and it's all sorts of platforms. So do you think that people should be detached from their personality? Uh, there's obviously going to be extremes on both sides, but yeah, what do you guys think? I instantly just think of like the R. Kelly situation mm. because obviously he's an artist and an amazing artist, but then as a person or in his personal life, he has done some illegal stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, you know, the whole, am I going to still keep playing his music and all that kind of stuff? But I feel like it's uh, it's not even a case by case, but it's an individual decision that people kind of need to make rather than it should be a rule because you never know how different people see things with the r kelly situation people may see it as well it didn't happen to me so why yeah, should i kind of so care many people have that, again this music sounds great at the weddings at the fam family events and i'm not gonna want to change that so again i'm gonna listen to the music but then other people are just like they can't get past the fact that him or he as an individual has done these things with these young girls and whatever and for that reason they're just like the moment they even hear his voice they're just thinking okay well this person is a bad person that they just don't even want to listen to kind of thing but it's kind of hard to change anyone's mentality because you don't like how I may feel so strongly about something someone has obviously gone through their own um, series of mental thoughts as to how they've gotten to their own decision so to go through the effort of trying to change someone's mentality to get on yours I feel like it could be number one too much effort and second of all I just feel like I guess as long as it doesn't affect you you just can't really worry what people are doing what other people yeah what they choose to do which is kind of you could say ignorant on one sense so it's just like well if they're doing it I don't care because I know what I'm doing but um yeah that's how I kind of feel about it um i think it's a tricky one because it depends what content you're creating yeah and i guess on platforms like um youtube and <clears throat> um instagram and all that kind of stuff it's even twitter it's very personality based if you know what i mean so it's just like it's not like a strict makeup tutorial it's like makeup tutorial with a bit of gist or as in a storytelling or whatever mm -hmm. um so obviously in that sense, it's very hard to separate the the um, creator from yeah. like the personality because that it is the personality that people just kind of like follow. Um, I would say it's unrealistic in this day and age to separate the two because majority of people want to not really uh, critical thinkers or logical thinkers, so they think sorry they think very much with their emotions. Sorry, what did you say? 
I'll start again. <laughs> I'm saying it's very unrealistic um, to, in this day and age, to really want people to separate the two. For me, I separate the two, but I'm like in the vast minority. So uh, people are too emotionally attached to people's lives, especially in social media. They care about every little thing because, you know, you can see every everything compared to back in the day where all you're really getting is the product. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, like now you're getting the products, the placement, the place, everything. You're getting everything. Do you know what I'm saying? So you can critique literally whatever you want to critique. Do you know what I mean? Um, you can you can access that person directly. So I feel like it's not really possible to to separate the two. It is possible, but I mean, like it's not really realistic do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? For, in terms of like, the vast population to kind of really do that. Yeah, I, th- I think as well, like in terms of social media, like if we're actually um, talking about social creating content, um, I just think like how would you separate it even if you wanted to? Because like that's the reason that brands, because social media is basically merging brands with um, people to advertise, do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. So it's basically the, the whole concept of it is merging the two. It's because you are the personality that you are that we want you to sell um, whatever like the brand wants you to sell by you basically having a platform. Do you know what I mean? So it's basically selling it through your personality as opposed to like just being an advert yeah. and and then kind of like well, being, I don't know, a brand that is cruel like to animals or whatever, but then all you see is the, the end result, which is maybe like a nice fur coat yeah, yeah. that's being sold. So that, how would you separate the well, two? Well, in a sense, I'm not leaving it strictly to social media. Obviously that was where the question was posed, but um, what I would say is that in certain industries, it's easier than others. Mm-hmm. So, for example, obviously, like obviously, you were given the analogy of social media platforms, people, personalities that have built a social media platform. So, yeah, YouTube clearly engaging on that kind of like some of them anyway, on a kind of personal level, talking about their own. You get a bit of feel for their own lives. And what I would say is where I guess it's a balance thing where you make your personality part of the product. And not just your personality, but your truth, where you present yourself in a certain way. You want people to receive you in a certain way, but then people find out that your actual life is very different to what you're actually presenting it as. That's different, for example, um, compared to even if it was, as you're saying, advertising and the merging of not always personality, because sometimes it's strictly product. Mm-hmm. Like, say, for example, I agree. Um, Lionel Messi or some someone like that. You're not going to scream and say, oh, Lionel Messi's got the most fantastic personality. Most people don't even understand that mm. if he has a personality. Mm. So many footballers I'm t- taking, for example, mm-hmm. but they're among some of the highest paid athletes or just in general ads people for adver- advertising because of what the product they create. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll it's find it... It's never strictly product. It's never way. strictly a product, but I'm saying like certain industries are clearly more on this is what I'm presenting. I'm not trying to invite you into here, mm-hmm. but other people want to profit from my product or what I'm presenting, what my skill set is, put it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not really trying to invite you into seeing who I am as a person. I'm not really, that's not really what's up for, for grabs here. Mm-hmm. This is just, I've got this tally of this. And as I said, it doesn't, it's not strictly for football. But you a, think there's that in every industry? Well, that's what I'm saying to different degrees. Like I can see more parallels to um, someone who is say I don't know a presenter or um, an influencer in that sense where obviously they have a product to sell or other people's products to sell but people come to them because of the way they sell the, the personality as opposed to the skill set where you can see oh this person's the best in the world at this 
Mm-hmm. I've never heard them speak. I don't really know if they'll. I want to go down and have a drink with them or have some food with them. Mm-hmm. But if I want to see who's the best at this, an athlete or some, there's mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. There's clearly some certain things. That even some musicians, for example, mm-hmm. some people you can feel their personality come through in the music, and that's why you like them. But some people they're not even trying to be here for the interviews. They're not really trying to get involved. Mm-hmm. But they're only like the music. It doesn't have to be like speech or a storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. It can be purely. Uh, say producers or something where you can just feel it through the, the energy through what they've produced but they're not really here for that like for example like um uh p diddy for example compared to another producer who doesn't really want to have their own personal touch or doesn't want to have any ad-libs don't want to have to put any other their own personality in it mm-hmm. you just hear oh this person's known for this for this kind of like electronic sound or this kind of um mm-hmm kind of quality of their um what, what they create so it's different but i think moving my question slightly um to de-platforming or taking people off the, the kind of like main so so they can't even get their message out there would you still agree with that kind of thing when we're talking about separating yeah some people will agree with you some people will ride and die for you regardless of the situation regardless of what the allegation is some people are just hell-bent in their ways we kind of saw that with a bit of what's it called um trump mm-hmm. in his last few days thank god mm-hmm. i can say last few days <laughs> you know what i mean but um they started very close to when they knew he wasn't going to be present anymore they're very fast now to take off his comments they weren't doing that midway through his um what's it called and that applies to almost anyone like we've had wiley de-platformed mm-hmm. he was the, again th- again that's what i'm saying but um oh what well, after his new profile the other day yeah that's what i'm saying he came on <laughs> to jump in the, the chip the chip and um <laughs> stormzy so beef <laughs> yeah, i think he, he he made a little um he made a twitter again or he, or he used someone else's twitter to promote something but as soon as they clocked on they took it down and whatnot wasn't his name really weird on Twitter? Yeah, well, yeah, was it? while he's on clubhouse though He's on Clubhouse. <laughs> He's like, you go and hear my voice. And what I I like for say. some people, no matter what you try to do, particularly when you try to do it, they will find ways to kind of subvent it. You know what I'm saying? Like when it was Twitter, so it was taken on. I think they were using that was it Parler app, and then all these like free speech, like Telegram or these other platforms. Mm. People jumping onto those because they always want to find ways of kind of going around this. They see it as mainstream media mm. shutdowns or whatnot. So where do you stop? And whose rules do you take? Like all of these rules, as you're saying, as Desiree was saying, like it's all based on what you personally feel. Mm-hmm. Some people they're they're completely desensitized to certain real tragic, traumatic experiences. But when it comes to something in their life or in their kind of community, they're out here in arms and literally willing re- 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 to storm a building. So mm-hmm. it it does depend. Like, w- are you guys for or against this kind of trend of deep platforming? even for the most extreme views? Do you think everyone should have a platform or um, I, I personally feel like everyone should have a platform. Like I feel like, you know, that's that's a stretch. And like, if the ex-prime um, minister, sorry, what was he? President. president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the ex-president um, could be cancelled like that, like de-platform, de-platformed, then I'm just like, wow. Like, it could happen to anyone then at this point. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, it, it feels somewhat like a di- dictatorship because who decides like who decides? you know who can speak or, or you know what i mean it's just it's just extreme well, technically they can decide because they created a platform to yeah they're private but then that, that also built, um kind of opens the thing they're private corporations they're private companies so yeah mm-hmm. as a private company you have a right to kind of 
dictate some rules according to your platform. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, a lot of these people aren't just private platforms. They're actually, I think that's the argument about publishers. If are they meant to be taken as publishing other people's views and they should censor those views accordingly to what's kind of the standard of society or are they just like a free for all? Everyone should be able to express. You can like or dislike. You can unfollow, you can follow. Like everyone can yeah. kind of have their platform to speak and express themselves but then you deal with the consequences maybe commercially or mm. or like your reputation so where do you start oh, really because no matter what platforms are someone going on the platform and saying nigga 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 like, they're gonna probably censor you i'm saying if you're really like just have a bit of a following and people complaining probably would obviously i know they haven't done that in the past with like Katie Hopkins, but she ain't said nigga or nothing like that but she's been derogatory i hear but that is nigga the standard now it's not but it's blatant that's why i said that yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say. Some to some people, things that we would say maybe in or we're used to in the past saying quite commonly, that is a clear and flagrant violation of everything in their being. Mm. You can't say that kind of thing in there. Like, say, for example, calling someone a she or he when they want to be a they or something like that. Mm. That immediately they're like, that's the biggest thing you could defend me by. But to us, it's like, what's going but on? But that's still. I mean, it's not blatant. It's not like you to can't. Who? That's the point. I'm, I'm saying to. The society, the same, everybody knows, right? Everyone knows you can't say that. Do you know what I mean, right now, it's still the debate whether people are in, like, you can kind of get, there's things you can get away with, you get away with, you're not, depending on who finds it, and depends on how big a platform is. But then again, there's certain things that, you know, it's just zero tolerance. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you're going to talk about, let's say, like, you know, the Jewish community or any other community with derogatory terms, like, is certain things just a clear violation. I, I mean, think so, the pronouns thing is becoming a big deal now in the sense of you have to address a person in their correct pronoun, otherwise it's seen as being insensitive or you not doing your I know, research. but you can still kind of say like, oh, you didn't know. There's still that little edge, oh, I didn't know. But with a derogatory term like that, there's no clear, I mean, there's no way to be like, oh, yeah, no, I didn't know it was bad or this and that. You've seen a black person saying, nigga. If you've seen a, a man that wants to be identified as a woman for whatever reason, or you look at him and see, think he's a man, and you make that mistake, it could be a mistake. It's still that blurred lines, but when there's certain things that there's no blurred lines, it's hard for you to kind of like, you know, be like, oh well, uh, you know, where's the, the 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 line here, or or, or it's a bit harsh. In, in all these private platforms, you know, even like, like all these platforms, all of them have rules to it. People don't read the rules. Mm. They all have their own terms and conditions. Yeah, you don't read all that shit because it's fucking long. I mean, but <laughs> they all have their own terms and conditions, but. <clears throat> so it's like you could be really can't violate. They can't police everyone. But if you have a big house platform, it's easier to police you because we can see it. Yeah, reported people can report you. Know, you. Know what I mean? But like, I think my point more is that there is no uniformity to these rules or morals. Like as much as yes, yeah, certain things that because we've seen other people we made example of, or we've seen other high profile in this um, incidents of something and then the um, repercussions of it, we can kind of say, oh, it won't be me. I'm not going to make that mistake. But there are certain people that genuinely, they wouldn't really care and say nigga. Because in their communities, that's comfortable. So say, for example, you're using a less well-known platform for maybe, I don't know, the right wings or um, people. They're having their own like um, community discussions. It's only if you know about the discussion that you can jump on and actually see the stuff. But amongst them, it's free. It's a free-flowing. So, yeah, on the you, internet. Huh? On the internet. On the internet. No, because you can have that in your community where, like, even for example, for... Um, like you remember that time? I don't know if you saw when Mendy 
and and Silver had a like a battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw forth. that. I saw that. It happened and recently with Cavani. Exactly, and that's between them. These foreign <laughs> names. Can the, you? They're footballers, and okay. they're <laughs> and they play for the same team. With Cavani, I'm just like, like, we we language. Language. <laughs> no, these are. Let me explain to you because it's easy. Like these are ones Uruguayan and ones Portuguese. Um, so in their language, some of them. Like it's two separate cases, but one of them used the term negrito. I think it's in Spanish or it's, it's Uruguayan, but obviously mm-hmm. in Spanish language. Good accent, though. Mm-hmm. By the way. Good oh, pronunciation. You, you. you rolled the team. That culture, but, yeah. Um, yeah, so he used that in a comment to a fan who'd actually complimented him on his, an achievement. And I think even amongst his community, there was they couldn't see what was wrong with it. But I think the FA have their rules, which they've basically been based on past occasions and things they just don't want to even cloud anyone's yeah. judgment they just have to be seen to be taken a hard line and that's obviously coming from a black person i'm not necessarily offended by that comment mm-hmm. particularly oh, when what, it's ex- is the guy black he's white he's okay. uruguayan so like light-skinned um south south european what does um, south american. mean um i th- i think he was using it as a term of endearment i think when i read up on it it was like in their culture it means black and that negro and negrito yeah. and all of that but um i think he said that in his family or in the culture they also refer to people with dark colored hair as negrito and stuff like that so it's different um but obviously looking at it from a kind of like neutral more western perspective mm. we can't see past negro and yeah, negar and, and yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so it's 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 one of those ones and then i think the yeah, that's um, my whole point though the same that? way you can have your own little bubble on social media where you're having your discussions where you, you know you understand yeah. the joke or whatever but you, there's none of that because other people just take offense to what you're saying who have no context no no information or no uh background of what's going on but they'll just see one, whatever the conversation is and get offended and they report your account and let you know your account is suspended but arguably that isn't that based on it may be in in south america or even in spain where you might have been playing before they wouldn't have made a bigger deal as in europe where we have our own history. I mean, sorry, in, in like England and America where we have our own history of these kind of racial clashes and they just don't want to even be seen or perceived with all the campaigns and stuff to be condoning something like that. So in a sense, yeah, in, in maybe in Spanish language or Spanish Twitter, it, that would fly normally. Because as, as they're saying, that means brother. They, they're basically saying it means brother yeah. or family or, or Can something. I ask, did they sanction him or something? They had to find him. Because oh, of wow. the rules, yeah. Okay, okay. And the same, the other example was um, the Portuguese player I was talking about. Um, he. So, wait, who did he say it to? A pl- uh, he fan? said it to a fan who okay. I believe was also maybe Uruguayan or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who wasn't black or whatever, but it came on social media, on Twitter, and obviously he's a Manchester United player. How did it um, escalate? Did the fan say it as in. It was obviously, when you post these things, you're, you're playing for an English club, you're a high profile person, any fan, any person on Twitter is going to see it. So it will end up on BBC or end up on all wait, the news. Wait, so no, it was like on Twitter. That yeah, Twitter, was it was a tweet. Oh, it was a tweet. Oh, he tweeted the he fan. Tweeted I thought the he fan was like, no. well, no, it maybe it was Insta, but it was like a reply to a oh, post. I thought it happened oh. in person. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. That he they just heard it. him no, say no, no, it. Oh, so he put that in letters and it's yeah, he ending. put it. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about actual posts. I'm not talking about verbals. Like, obviously, verbals you can kind of police and they find him. They find him seeing it and for posting it. Wow. Like they accepted that he didn't mean it. But what I would say is that the whole Uruguayan community, football community, including their football association, I believe, mm-hmm. and their national organizations, they all came strongly in his defense saying, we can't accept this kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, condemning the decision of the FA. But even with that pressure, the FA was having none of it because mm-hmm. they have to be seen in England with all these campaigns, particularly since um, last year in Black Lives Matter, 
they can't really even business there. Wow. Everyone knew he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't trying. Even the people in England never. That's what I'm saying, and I think the FA even said that we believe that he did not mean it in an offensive way. But so, who were they trying to? Like just it's a standard. It's a blanket platform. Okay. That's that's sometimes the problems, and I'm obviously I'm not saying it in this context because maybe I have some interest in invested interest. Obviously, being black, but this could happen across the board. You can say a kind of like off the cuff comment mm. to your own personal thing. You're not expecting the English fans to pick up on this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone is policing you nowadays. That's mm. that kind of is the problem, and yeah, so it's it's, it's difficult. But that's what I'm trying to say. Who makes these standards? Because mm. say for example with like now it's a thing on facebook to stop um any political posts that have a like a strong bias on the lead up to any election since i think they accused the 2016 election yeah, of this yeah. so i even saw recently in uganda facebook shut down many of the government um all um, accounts which were posting about the pro um the current leader mm. and then in response i think the government of uganda shut down the whole of internet Whoa. during the whole election period <gasps> is that? as a response to oh what they goodness. saw was censorship. I wouldn't even say that is that allowed because it happened. It's happening, but, but it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it I feel like censorship is becoming a thing. And yeah, we're seeing it more it. and more. We're seeing it more and more. So where do you stop? As much as I can hear what Sean is saying, and yeah, I agree, yeah, there are certain things which I can obviously say that's crossing the line. There's no doubt about it. But according to who? And for me, I always believe in that there needs to be a rule that's accepted universally before I start now dictating, oh, this one's fine, this one's fine, because where do you draw the line? Who's, whose line do you, who's, who's drawing the line? Personally, I just prefer that free speech is like the uniform um, rule. And yeah, if you don't like what someone's saying, like unfollow them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I stand. free speech on your own platform. What, if you create a platform, you mean? Mm-hmm. But I guess that's the way people are going to have to be going. And to be fair, it's just like you kind of want to know what people are thinking in the sense of it gives you that understanding of who a person really is. Because you may think your favourite celebrity is great at what they do in terms of being a singer. But then when they go on Twitter or whatever and they want to voice their personal opinion, that can help you decide, Okay, how much of a supporter do I want to be with this person? Or, wow, I really don't like what they have to say, but... I'm kind of getting to know who you are as a person. And yeah, I'd prefer to kind of know um, what people are genuinely thinking so I can whether choose friends and whatever, rather than have them not necessarily appear fake, but have them either what go home and talk about this kind of stuff. And I don't know, it's just that feeling of, I want to know who you are. So yeah. have your opinion out there and thank you for at least open enough and being genuine enough so I can make those decisions such as who I want to be or who I want around me and who I want to support. So that's. I feel like people who, not even a dig at you, by the way, it's just a general comment. But mm-hmm. like people who say, they say who, um, they rather know who people are and their own views don't really deeply want that because if, especially if you're, if you tend to be an emotional person, because not in everybody's thoughts and their real thoughts, we all have fucked up thoughts and fucked up views. Some of us, I won't say all, we all, because <laughs> I'm going mm-hmm. to include you lot. But majority of people have a lot of fucked up views and, and, and thoughts. And you won't be surprised if, you know, there was a thing where everybody can voice their fucked up opinion and nothing will be done. We'll, we'll feel anxious to go anywhere. We'll just be an, we'll just be feeling uncomfortable to go anywhere. You can't go to a local shop because you're going to feel like, feel like you're going gonna to be treated a certain type of way. Me personally, I don't care. Because I'm a very insensitive, so I don't care. But 
But a lot of people are not like me, you know. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I can still be affected by it even though I'm insensitive. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But for people who actually tend to be more caring and emotional, it's hard to do being in a world where, you know, there's no sensitivity to anyone else's feelings. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's, I feel like it's, when we say, oh yeah, you know, I want people to voice their views, it sounds cool because you might be just be thinking on a small scale of, oh yeah, there's going to be, every majority of people are calm. And you realise majority of people are not calm and we all have whether it's sexist, racist, mm-hmm. homophobic views or whatever, and we live in a world where everybody That's just voices true. their views, then we'll be thinking, man, I'm stepping out of my yard. But I feel like that is our reality today, that even if people aren't necessarily saying it, they're continuing to have, or they're bringing those fucked up thoughts with them when they're going to work and all that kind of stuff. And then that's when you've got like discrimination within the workplace. You've got people... You can't or, feel it though. Huh? You can feel it, but you can't feel it. You can feel it, but you can't see it, I think. Someone's and coming to you and saying, oh, you black this, you black that. It's different from you feeling that, you know, uncomfortability uh, a level when you're in the workplace and you know that uh, there's a bit of a, you know, something wrong here, but you can't really put your finger on it. Opposed to someone blazing your face telling you you're black this, you're black that. You're not going to feel like, mate, I do not want to be here. Mm-hmm. It's a different type of feeling. But then that's why I would kind of want to know. So then easier said than done, but that you can actually go somewhere else. That's, you never step out of your head. Well, in England, no, 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 go somewhere else. If it's a workplace thing where it's just like, I kind of feel like they don't like me here, but they tweeted it. So now I definitely know. Now I know enough so I can actually do something about it rather than continuously going to work paranoid. Like, eh, am I sure? Am I not mm. sure? Because mm. they're smiling in my face, but yet they're acting this kind of way. But that kind of stuff can kind of drive you insane. And surely it could mean that, yes, I could stay in my home and never mm. go out and do everything. How would you make money? Online. <laughs> Pandemic. Think, uh, People are surviving out here. <laughs> no, no, levels. Like, I think you lots are thinking about maybe too, like, narrowly in the sense that yes people can say what they like and it will hurt your feelings but you can also make decisions based on the fact that your feelings are hurt what so so basically if people I, like i'm for free speech but i also think that allowing free speech will also encourage its own self-censorship because you will see consequences for your speech maybe in your pocket you will be um what do you call it um divested in so people will divert their resources away from you because they don't like your personality. You will feel some type of way about that. So it's in your interest to change the kind of energy you're bringing out. You may hold those views, but you're not going to present that as your views if you still want the kind of money you were making when everyone just thought you were a great person. Do you get what I'm saying? So in that sense, yeah, you can have your racists and maybe all the races will band together and form a little coalition so that they don't lose too, too much money. And you'll have all those people that are maybe real hurt by those those kind of comments. They'll now go form their own organization because before they believed, oh, they love me. But now they know they don't love me. Mm. So I'll go form my own thing with people that genuinely do love me or, or people that I can actually see myself in that have the similar problems. And we can actually band together in a, in a way that maybe we couldn't when people weren't as expressive with it. The same thing you're talking about with this kind of like overt versus covert um, racism or discrimination in general in the workplace or whatever. If someone comes out and say, I hate the fact that you come into my office every day, like your presence just fills me with anger and hatred. There's, yeah, you might be able to firm it if you're on a high paycheck or paycheck, sorry, or you're kind of like, you have benefits there. But after a while, it might get to you to a stage where like, you know what, I will, I will give up the benefit I was receiving to actually live a life where I actually feel respected and valued and i will take my resources which i still have it's worth something they still want my money mm. many times people hate you but they still want everything from you so if you can divert that and 
channel it into somewhere you can actually feel positive about yourself and then start building with people like-minded you're not going to worry about all the people that are anti you you're going to start finding places to kind of formulate yourself and actually building things that actually are for you and benefit your community wider so i, mean, I hear what you're saying but i think we're narrowing it down to in the workplace and no, black it's not and just, white thing yes no forget that's what i'm saying i haven't said black or white for a reason like this can apply to anything People hate people because of the way the, they carry the themselves. The littlest things. That's what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm saying. How do you now navigate? If someone says, for example, for example oh yeah, you're because this is not even like I said for you to find this community. They're saying it's a little very. It's hypothetically obviously. It's a way. It's way harder than you think so. because you can be like, ah, right, cool. It could be in the black community. You're too dark, and you. Could, I could be me. Someone, someone like me, saying someone who's darker than me. You're too dark for me to hang around with you. And there could be someone who's lying to them. you saying, oh, yeah, I'm too dark for me. Like, there's just going to be division in all aspects. Or someone, your, your, your eye color is this, or your whatever, whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to be, there's no, I don't know how you're going to find this community of people. But there I mean, are, obviously, I feel like you guys are, are thinking in, like, serious extremes in all of yeah, these kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and obviously, like, you know, there will be some people who are not as extreme. So That's obviously, like, not everyone's going to want um, a strong community of, like, you know, solid blue eyes and blonde haired babes or... Do you know what I mean? Like, some yeah, people yeah, yeah. might actually just be, like, um, the opposite, where they're, like, oh, like, maybe um, from hearing what they think, you're now hearing um, this white person say, like, I'm so interested in, like, you know, the African culture. Like, I really like to get to know this or get to know that. And, you know they come together hundred <laughs> percent do you know what i mean like yeah just so many positive um outcomes from it and also so many negatives so like you know depending on how extreme you guys are looking at it that's i think i think yeah maybe maybe the way it was put across kind of brought that kind of idea but what i'm trying to say is that this kind of discrimination it can be about anything i started off about um i guess using that analogy about he she it and all of that if that's your kind of Thing that you're really against and you hate um people trying to find that uh, was it um, non-binary mm-hmm. then you may be just anti and people may stay away from you but that doesn't mean that someone that doesn't really have a, uh has an indifference to it won't like kind of find find their way towards people that want to be um, ascribed by that what i'm trying to um, basically build a picture of is basically expressing yourself and having freedom of expression and getting your idea out there won't necessarily lead to people trying to feeling that they can't go out and feeling that they can't um kind of like build some sort of relationship with you you're going to get those people that have one nothing to do with it and i think those are the people that will find themselves alone the people with the most extreme views the rest of them will just get along because there's bigger problems in life Mm -hmm. everyone has their own personal like proper whether it's a pet hate or whether it's like a real um, deep hatred or phobia of someone mm-hmm. and those people i think are more on the fringes of society most people even if they have that they're not going to express that because they don't want to be seen to have that view mm-hmm. they're maybe embarrassed by it but that's, they that's still hold it hmm? embarrassed because of how society is now though i, I to, to a larger larger degree, but if, if it was changed people wouldn't be embarrassed about it but i don't think the general the general idea is that it causes hatred of someone it causes someone else's unhappiness if you're putting out that energy regardless it's your own personal feeling but you're making some a larger community usually feel bad or less so if you're putting out that energy you're immediately going to get people that have some sort of animosity to, towards that idea 
and they're not going to want to kind of come together with you. But if it's a, if it's a positivity, like I think Yuzi was saying, um, you want to get to learn about other cultures. You want to learn. There's going to be so many more, I think, of those people. Yeah, do you know how, wait, do you know how I see it? I see it exactly. The best way to put it is like the purge. Allowing people to do, do whatever they want to do. Yeah? Mm. There's going to be people to. who are going to be staying in the house. I'm too scared to do this or I yeah, don't feel yeah. comfortable doing this. There's going to be people running, you know, the streets mad. It's the same way where see how much division there is right now in the world and there's censorship and lots of censorship. Right, mm-hmm. and people are still struggling to kind of get their real views out because they really want to get their views out. And there's loads and loads and loads of censorship, and it's on a scale of okay, cool. People having very calm views or whatever to very extreme views extreme. on both sides. I'm saying so. If now you know the leash is not being taken off and everybody's just free to say what they want to say, yeah, then it's like this little cage that we've been put in right now. The world is just turned mad because everybody's going to be free to say whatever they want to say and. Like I say, right now, there's that little leash being put on where it's like, okay, cool, you can kind of say, we have to walk that line very you know, carefully because mm. if you don't, then there's obviously going to be consequences. Be and look up how, for example, even back in the day where there was um, uh, racism and everybody had, you know, it was segregation or whatever and, you know, the black stayed together, the white stayed together. The white people who didn't feel comfortable doing what they were mm-hmm. doing but they might have felt pressure to, you know, feel like oh, I have to stick with my people or, yeah. you know, oh, I can't be seen with this person. So the people going to be, people who do feel indifferently, hypothetically, I guess, this whole situation, are going to be swayed on one side. And you, you have to be brave enough to really be like, oh, I'm going to go out of my comfort zone or go out of my way to exclude my own personal community, whether it's a white, whether it's, you know, LGBT or whatever, whatever community, to go and stand for what is right. I mean, and most people don't have, are not brave enough to do that. So they'll kind of just be swayed to do what, you know, most people in the community is doing whether they, you know, kind of like it or not. So I, I hear what you're saying when you're mm. saying they'll find their own personal communities, but in the world that we're living in right now, how it's it's hell already. There's a lot of division. There's a lot. I of can't division. imagine it if everyone's actually just free to say their own views and there's no consequences for it. Mm. I didn't deep how, how limited our speech actually was. I genuinely felt like our, our speech was free to, to some extent, but I've just deep that it's really not free at all. So you think about even just how people are feeling about just what Donald Trump's views. That's light compared to what people really think. That's actually light shit, like really compared to what people actually think. He's not saying anything that deep that <laughs> we haven't actually heard. You've heard way worse things. So imagine if he's actually freely able to say what he really thinks. But wait, if we had free speech, yeah, like what would happen in terms of law? Do you know what I mean? How would that align with like mean? laws and regulations? Well, law is law. Speech is just being able to kind of say your views yeah i know but like as in taking in what you said like if speech was proper free like then there'll be loads of like rebellions and stuff because obviously you know where everyone's um on the same wavelength let's say in a negative aspect so mm. let's say like everyone's just like yeah like um maybe strong racist um uprise happens or whatever so then. that's like the trump thing now pardon yeah like yeah yeah exactly is. like that yeah, so like, let's say that that energy builds up and like, there's a large community and like, you know, they're just extremely racist. I mean, how do you then manage that in terms of the law? Do you know what I mean? Because mm. like, would the law still apply? Or would it now adjust because like everyone's well, views, um, like, have, I don't know, because it's people that somewhat make the law. If you know what I mean. Right. Yeah, people do make. It's yeah, so elected. that's what I'm saying. Like, what would free speech really lead to? Well, it depends. What you, I think. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of having different views on free speech. I think it's a relative thing. Mm-hmm. Like, free speech 
here in this country maybe is different from free speech elsewhere because you might not get a lot of the kind of like corporate consequences for voicing your opinion on like a, a Twitter or a Facebook that you'll get somewhere else like people mm. and in and other countries there's no such thing as free speech where you may lose your life it's fair of your life if you even utter certain things or you're even seen to be um, siding with certain views or whatever else so it is all relative yeah, but isn't yeah, free speech what you're saying isn't yeah. like there's actually a definition of free speech of being able to say whatever you want to say right yeah, regardless of yeah, that's you what, are it. yeah that's what I'm saying I, I deep that like we really don't have it like I thought we have we have it to an extent. We have it like to an extent. in closed doors, even in in the the free worlds, we have it to an extent in, behind closed doors. But if you're to actually really go out, like as in on platforms or whatever, and and say some of like your views, which might be extreme, then that can be that's hate when you speech, deep, right? Yeah, but that's it, when you yeah, deep it is it not like as free. It, you're, ba- yeah. you're basically saying like it's almost like a, there's levels, that, yeah, right? And every there is levels. They say free speech is the thing, the bar, and then. This country has maybe the, the bar's high. You give it, you know, yeah, certain yeah. Yeah. It's relative, it's low relative. and whatever. So yeah. I don't think there's anyone who gives you free. There's no free. Like no, yeah. Where you're yeah, like yeah. You can't say I never absolutely like anything that. because regardless, there will be something that breaks a law somewhere, like inciting violence. You may want to say something that can be perceived to incite people to take anger or violence towards certain people, mm-hmm. but you may not have said get your guns out, get your knives out. You may mm-hmm. just have said. These people are X, Y, Z. They're the scum of the earth. They don't mm-hmm. deserve to be here anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not but saying get rid of them, but you're saying they're they're, they're <laughs> worthless. And well, that's that's how it all, um, I guess, escalates. Because that's what happened with like the Nazis and yes, all that kind yes, of stuff. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, if we did have free speech, if it was really a thing, then like there could be a whole uprising. Boy, when you think Pretend about it, and then obviously the people sense, make yeah, the law, yeah. and then next minute like no one's agreing then yeah, it's so a war thing it's, ag- it's, it's almost a- like having no law it wouldn't make any sense because you're basically policing yourself so sometimes we kind of need some sort of guidelines to be honest yeah in terms of even speech but i guess it comes back to the same point when you're creating those guidelines and creating those rules it has to be by some what agreement you need to find other people that actually support your view and where the majority i guess support a view or it's a long-standing view that through trial and error other societies have found that this is the reason why you have this kind of rule to prevent this happening or or to kind of like steer us in a way where there's at least we can actually form a society rather than anarchy mm-hmm. which like the purge type of idea yeah um you've got to kind of have some sort of that's why it's not ha- you don't have to but it's best when it's have some sort of morality some sort of actual clear understanding that this is for the good of people for the mul- for the multitude of people not just a small sector because mm-hmm. I guess that's that's what it comes back to. So. I guess like we all somewhat um, always have to be under some sort of like dictatorship when you deep it, because it's like you know who makes these laws if you know what I mean. Like there's someone who has to kind of like. Well, our elected officials is in this country is who should be making the laws, mm-hmm. as well as the judges and we stuff. We even elect them. We don't elect them. Well, yeah, that's another question <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like, but that's yeah. how it should work parliament is who makes the laws mm. your MPs are the ones that vote on the laws so yeah that's what I'm saying like th- those are the people who like I guess like have the power let's just say the people who have money in it like, <laughs> <period>. <laughs> yeah they yeah. rule the world but yeah like it's it's, it's difficult man like, like free speech I think in principle without obviously the extremities of it all I think there are ways within that kind of idea 
to police itself mm-hmm. because people will stop themselves going short because it may affect them. If the majority of people don't think like them, they may face some sort of censorship within their wider community, which doesn't have to be the police or the law or, or criminalization. Mm-hmm. It can just be people start boycotting you, people start doing this, and you feel it to the extent that you change your ways, which in many ways is very effective. Yeah. So that's why I don't think someone has to implement or, as you're saying, dictate to you that you must do this or you can't do this. You'll just say, all right, cool. I'm going to phrase it differently just in case it offends certain people that actually line in my pocket mm. type of thing. But yeah. And to be honest, I, I feel like when you do get like cancelled, boycotted or whatever, um, it does somewhat force you into like deep in a different reality, if you yeah, know what I mean. Because yeah. you might think like, why is everyone like yeah, yeah. so against me? And then you might be forced to see it from other people's perspective. But yeah. 